What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, everybody. Tonight we're debating pro-life versus pro-choice, and we are starting right now with the pro-choice side opening. Thanks so much for being with us, Ryan. The floor is all yours. Thanks for having me, James. All right. So the question of this debate is whether abortion is morally permissible. It's an interesting question, surely, and one that philosophers have discussed. Uh-oh. Sorry. <laughs> one that philosophers have discussed for much of history and will surely continue to discuss for eons following this debate. However, I propose two things as we go into this conversation. One, there are surely some circumstances where we might all agree that abortion is the right thing to do, um, particularly in cases where the life of the mother is on the line, though perhaps there are others. Uh, and two, that this question of moral permissibility is a proxy for the real question of the day, which is what should laws around the concept of abortion look like in the United States? That is to say, the question is not just a moral one, but a political one. What legislators and potential legislators are pushing for or against what legislation? And what are the implications of these laws? Answering these questions can help us determine how we should engage with the democratic process and how that impacts us all particularly those of us who may have an abortion at some point in our lives, as nearly one in four women do in the United States before the age 45. This is not a conversation to be taken lightly. And in my opinion, it's not one that needs to be flooded with ridiculous hypotheticals you might hear about violinists and kidneys. It's a very real and difficult decision that, again, nearly 25% of women will make at some point in their lives. We need to approach this question with radical empathy and level-headedness. There should be room in, this, in, these, in these discussions excuse me, for both a feminist who regrets her abortion, as well as a Catholic who is grateful for hers, to be heard and seen. These choices are not easy, but is a choice that millions of women are increasingly being robbed of by mostly male for what it's worth legislators. Many of the many of which seem to ironically fight against the social programs that would actually support the lives of these children they believe should be carried to term even against the carrier's will. As well as the education about sex and access to contraception that are so valuable in reducing the demand for abortion in the first place. This must be a conversation about the extremely real consequences of legislation passing across the country and how it will impact the millions of everyday Americans whose lives will be so drastically altered and in some cases even ended by these policies as they continue to pass. All right. And then I would say my opening statement. Hi, I'm Ashley. Not your everyday Ashley XOXL. Happy to be here. So is abortion morally permissible? Hmm. Well, let's define morality. So moral or morality is defined as being concerned with the principles of right or wrong behavior and the goodness or badness of human character. Considering that we live in a country with an arguably broken system where Medicaid is currently financing approximately 42% of births annually, health coverage for expectant mothers is typically terminated 60 days postpartum, where only 11 out of 50 states do not offer paid FMLA. 2.2 million women of childbearing age live in maternity care deserts, with an additional 4.8 million having very limited access to maternity care. Only 8 out of the 24 states with a total or partial abortion ban pay hourly wages above the federal level of $7.25 an hour. 8 out of 24. Where three-quarters of abortion seekers are below this poverty line where one out of six children in this great country face hunger on a daily basis, and a vast majority of these children live in states that have implemented total abortion bans. I think the real questions American need to, Americans need to be asking ourselves is why are we not outraged by these facts? Where are these pro-life advocates while our children are starving and growing up in abusive households? 
until there are more systems put into place to ensure proper health care, education, and put food on the tables of hungry Americans, I question one, I question how one can call themselves pro-life. All righty, thank you very much for that opening statement. And I want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral debate channel hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from, pro-life, pro-choice, unsure, you name it. We are glad that you are here, and we have one mission, one vision, which is to provide a neutral platform so that everybody has their chance to make their case on a level playing field. We're going to kick it over to the pro-life side as well. Hake, or no, no, that's right. Kay, thanks very much. The floor is all yours. All right. Well, hi, I'm Kay Fellows. Um, I'm sure everybody in James's audience is rather familiar with me on these uh, abortion debates. Um, so tonight we're trying to answer a very, very complex question about whether or not abortion is morally permissible. And as Ashley and Ryan pointed out in both of their opening statements, this is going to go well beyond just the confines of abortion in this conversation. Um, I'm not going to take a lot of time on my opening statement, but my position has on the issue has always been and continues to be that in the situation of pregnancy, that there's nothing like it on earth, the relationship between uh, a human being and a another human being growing literally inside their bodies. Um, but my position has always been that during a pregnancy in that situation, regardless of underlying circumstances surrounding that situation, you have two equally valid, equally valuable human beings that are equally deserving of rights, protections, and life. Um, our goal should always be to try to protect both human beings until it is no longer possible for us to do so. And with that, I will just wrap up my statement and hand it over to Hank. Thank you, uh, Kay Fellows, and thank you, Radical Coder Ryan and Ashley XOXO, and of course, James of Modern Day Debate. And shout out to the chat. Um, I would like to also shout out the AAPIs. This is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. May you guys, those of you with shrinking populations, grow your populations just as the Caucasians uh, ought to be doing. No, abortion is not morally permissible. It is an interesting uh, phrasing. I don't know if I would say that it's, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would pose it as morally permissible because that, that makes it sound like other people who are outside of abortion, who are not committing the abortions should be trying to stop the people who are committing the abortions in a society where we have these laws that say that you can you can kill the unborn baby in the womb and abortion sort of reminds me of slavery in that in years past slavery was the norm it was acceptable in many circles of society just as abortion is um it behooved the slave owner though to treat his slave well so that the slave could thrive and do good work unlike with abortion where the, it's up to the woman who decides who lives or dies. And I don't believe that we should be making the woman God like that. I think that we're giving her a uh, a choice that she she's not equipped to make. It's not her body. It is not her choice. It is a developing human being. And we shouldn't be allowing the doctors and the women or the boyfriends who, on occasion, there are boyfriends who 
who are um, for this type of thing to make that type of decision. It's kind of like we, if you kill a, an, old, an old aging person in the privacy of your home, does anybody notice? Who, who does it really harm? It's your home. It's kind of similar to what they're doing with abortion. It reminds me of what I was taught about the Holocaust. They use dehumanizing language like fetuses and zygotes to pretend like the babies are not developing human beings. And I'm not for this, uh, this increasing shamelessness about shout your abortion. We see that we see it going more and more out of control. And with the with um, the Roe v. Wade situation that happened back in the 70s, out of wedlock births increased because sex out of wedlock increased because both the men and the women knew that they would have, and young ladies and, you know, underage boys and girls knew that they had that extra choice. So it was more acceptable to uh, have the sex out of wedlock. And then, so they had more children out of wedlock. And so poverty and crime increased because many men were not taking responsibility and women too did not want to take responsibility for their actions. To those who've committed abortion though, and to those who are opposed to it, I say we have both uh, level heads, neither guilt nor shamelessness, both are wrong. Um, and I don't believe, I don't believe, just as I don't really believe that slavery justified a war, I don't think that abortion justifies terrorism or things like that. I do think that we should be punishing if we uh, establish moral laws against abortion, that we should be punishing both the women and the uh, doctors who violate those laws. But, um, but uh, I don't think that we should be uh, going crazy on either side like it's, like it's going right now. They say it should be safe, legal, and rare, but no, they they want it they they want it increasing increasingly shameless, and they want a lack of responsibility, and that's not good. Thank you very much for that opening as well, Hake. And want to let you know, folks, we have many more upcoming debates, so you don't want to miss them. Hit that subscribe button right now so you don't miss any of the upcoming debates that we have here on Modern Day Debate. We're going to kick it into the open discussion. So with that, thank you very much, Ashley, Radical Coder, Kay, and Hake. The floor is all yours. Let's go first. I guess... Um... The, my, my first question, I, I think I know where Kay stands on this. Um, I'm not sure, Hake, um, but uh, uh, to the one of the first points that I, I kind of sorted out was um, about, like, the, do we all agree that there's, like, some circumstances where, like, the life of the mother's in danger, at least, like, if, if, an, if an abortion is not uh, carried out, that, like, this is a, a permissible case for an abortion? I suppose so. Um, you know, there was a story of a 10-year-old little girl who was... Mm -hmm allegedly raped sorry to say it well a 10 year old can't consent to sex so i think you should take out allegedly yeah 10 year old can't get pregnant without being raped that's the only way that happens fair enough thank you by an illegal alien and uh and i i think that you know that the child was not even going to survive in the first place it was kind of outside of the womb and um it was gonna mm -hmm. it, and i don't know 
I don't know if the Republicans, I call them Republicans. You know what the womb is? I, somewhat. I know that it's the thing that holds the baby. But it was something it was something wrong with the with the conception. Um and and they were saying that the Republicans, I call them Republicans sometimes, uh, were had this law in place that made it so that the child had to travel to Indiana from Ohio to get the um procedure done, the extraction or the abortion or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can have right we can iron out these problems with these with these laws so that you can do that now the life of the mother it's interesting because back in the day a woman sometimes would die in giving childbirth and they would save the baby so i'm a little on the fence about it but yeah i'm for the life of the mother i think Yeah, I can kind of piggyback off of that a little bit. It's a very, very complex thing. I mean, pregnancy in and of itself is complex um, and things can turn very, very bad in a perfectly normal pregnancy, literally on the drop of a dime. Um, And there are incredibly complicated situations involved with the health of the baby, the health of the mother. Um, So even in an ideal world where, you know, there are perfectly written out laws, I think that would still have to include protections for life-saving medical care because we're never going to rid society of these complications during pregnancy. For sure. Um, so I guess a, a follow-up on that. Um, Kate, your, your position about um, like valuing uh, both, both lives equally, do you, do you personally, I'm just curious about this actually, do you personally feel that uh, most of the legislation that's being pushed, put forward uh, in regards to this topic uh, aligns with like your values here and the way that you think it should happen? Uh, no, uh, I've been very, very vocal uh, in the past about how these laws are not well-written. Um, I am not somebody that is educated enough to understand everything that is being said in, in a law or a bill, just the way that it's worded. Um, but I can get the basic premise enough to understand mm-hmm. that there are massive holes in some of these laws. Um, I've spoken out very publicly about how it doesn't make any sense that just legislators are coming together and writing these bills. There are millions of pro-life OBGYNs in the country. They need to be involved in writing this language. I've talked about how the difference in language used in law and the difference in language used in medicine makes it incredibly confusing for doctors whenever these laws are written. Um, Other countries have actually addressed this, like Germany, I believe. Um, and in some parts of the UK, they've talked about like the confusion around what even is an abortion and what qualifies mm-hmm. as an abortion in the United States is an incredibly confusing because we have made absolutely no effort to clarify the difference between terms used in the legal terminology and medical terminology. So that is definitely something that needs to change. Um, we need to do a much better job. If they're going to be passing abortion bans, they need to be ironclad. Uh, I thought it was interesting that you said specifically pro-life OBGYNs. It's interesting. Um, um, there's there's pro-choice OBGYNs out there, too, that they should probably consult for these laws. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, and it's, it's mm-hmm. not that I don't believe that pro-choice OBGYNs should be consulted. I'm just, I'm kind of a realist, and I know that if Republicans, which overwhelmingly pro-life politicians are Republican, um, the, if they're going to even be willing to kind of bridge that gap in having 
consulting OBGYNs, they're not going to go so far as to- Well, I think that what they should them. be doing is consulting the state's medical board. That's what I think they should be doing, which, which has nothing to do with your choice, uh, whether whether you politically or, or through religious reasons feel that abortion should or should not be legalized or accessible. I just don't think that that should be part of the, the medical decision as to what con we're, we're talking about a medical decision here as to what uh, conditions during pregnancy constitute a medical emergency or would uh, deem a pregnancy viable or not viable. So I don't think that whether or not a doctor's pro-choice, pro-choice or pro-life, I see what you're saying with that, but I just think the bigger thing would be like, let, let's not seek out pro-life doctors. Let's just seek out the, the free, sorry, I cuss. Let's seek out the freaking uh, state medical board, you know, let's just, and, and keep, keep our religion uh, out of our politics. Why not, I agree. Why not have it in uh, general terms so that there's some wiggle room on these? Uh, because general the terms areas. are what's causing so many problems. Just like earlier, you said that the baby was outside of the womb. Unless the baby's in the woman's vagina at that point, actually being expelled from her body, she's not out, the baby's not outside of the womb. And you, you know, the language you use, though, that's the same kind of language that a lot of these politicians they're using as well. They don't even understand what the hell it is they're talking about and making laws about. They don't know anatomy, you know, which Kay brought up a good point about that. Like she said, I'm not even well-versed enough in this to be making these kind of decisions. You know, uh, I'm just saying like, that's why, why, that's why we don't dumb it down for people because this isn't a dumb subject. This is something that affects millions of lives and potential lives and so much more. We should be more, more specific, not using lowbrow layman terms. No. No, I, I disagree, though, respectfully, because uh, you don't have to even use the word womb. You can just say to save the life of the mother or something to that effect. Um, and then that and then that leaves it open. It doesn't, though. People... Do you know how many physicians are actually delaying care that that is that is potentially life saving for their patients right now because they are afraid of being prosecuted and and put in jail and losing their medical license and fined hundreds of thousands, if not more dollars, because the, say, the language I, in the bill is not specific enough as to constitute what is deemed as a necessary or life-threatening situation. That's why it needs to be more specific. This is why I, I say that we shouldn't have the, all of this lawyer legalese in, in our bills. It should be something that people can understand and so that doctors can make the decisions. So the people that are the ones making these decisions, like like you just said, these are Mm -hmm. doctors. These are very well-educated, intelligent people that are experienced. And I promise you to them, the language isn't going to be too complicated. Fair enough. But uh, even still, I think that it's this this, uh, nitpicking type of thing is part of the problem in the country where you I you, agree. you have all these loopholes and it's overly specific it's kind of like like the regulation regulatory industry uh of the part of the government and the industries it's sometimes there's these regulations that don't make any sense like OSHA, OSHA regulations that, and other state level regulations that do not make sense and it costs uh regular industries a whole lot of money that's why Trump was deregulating and allowing allowing for um it helped businesses flourish 
And I think that this overregulation can cost more money and more complication, just like you said. Nick, um, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, so say that there's a woman and she's about 16 to 18 weeks pregnant. She's actively miscarrying that baby, meaning it's going to be not in the womb anymore at some point, right? She's bleeding. Her her membranes have already ruptured. So the, the amniotic sac, the fluids, got, meaning this pregnancy is 100% over. It's done. The baby is not far along enough yet that even with medical intervention in the NICU can survive outside of this woman's body, right? But because of these laws, the, the fetus or the baby that's inside of her womb still, but actively being expelled, meaning it could take days, sometimes 10 days after it starts, after membranes rupture, right? This baby still has a heartbeat, though. Here's the thing. The doctors can't perform a dilation and curatage or uh, an abortion, so to speak. They can't remove this and get her on the mend and start giving her treatment because of the laws. The laws state that they can lose their medical license, go to prison. And also that woman, if she electively chooses for them to go ahead and do that, uh, she can also face prison time. But here's the problem with this. Let's say that four days, five days later after this starts, and they're forcing her to sit there and actively miscarry. They send her home, by the way, to do this on her own. Um, she starts getting really, really sick, right? Because what happens is you turn septic. You get a bacterial infection. And the problem is, is the doctors know that this is what's going to happen most of the time once this starts at that advanced stage in pregnancy, right? And they don't treat her, though, until she's almost going to die from sepsis. And at that point, finally, through blood work and finding out like, oh, yeah, we need to admit her into ICU because this woman is septic, meaning this, this the next step is organ failure and death. In that situation, with that baby still having a heartbeat five days ago, what do you? How do you feel about removing the pregnancy at that point? Obviously, do you think that that would be morally right or morally wrong? It would be. It would be obviously morally right. Mm. Well, ten states right now say that it isn't. That's why I called them Republicans. I don't know. I don't know the specifics of what these laws say. Right. I, I think more people should know the specifics of what they say, because being pro-life nowadays, it doesn't mean that you just don't want people going around killing babies inside of people. What it's actually meaning is that we're having a bunch of radicalists running around and basically <clears throat> preventing life saving, I guess that's the word I'm looking for, life saving care for these women. Um Another woman got pregnant. These are all real stories, actually. There's a report that just came out, Care Post Row document. And before you, can... you go, before you go to the next one, um, sorry, I get the feeling um, that if both of you don't like the like the way abortion laws are being written right now, um, and so like I guess in terms of like pragmatic action, um, I when it comes to like the political process and like who we're voting for, I I don't I I don't I guess you're not advocating to support the people. Who are pushing for these this legislation? I think if if what uh, if what you guys are saying is true about those uh, those cases, then um, they I don't think that the, I don't believe that those people who are writing these laws and who are for these laws would be for the for the situations that are occurring, mm -hmm. and just need to iron out the details on that and make it so that the so that the uh, doctors who are actually 
doing the Hippocratic Oath, doing no harm or doing no harm can uh, do what they need to do. But to be but to be honest, most abortions are committed for the convenience for uh, ego ego of the mother. That's absolutely zero. uh, There's zero evidence to support that. It's not true. They're mostly elective so-called abortions. Or because they want a, a career or they think that it's going to be too expensive, which it's overstated how expensive the, uh, raising a child is. And it's it's the selfishness. Okay. You don't think that it, you don't think that by and large, that's the main reason? I do not. No, I don't think that abortion is I don't think that this this willy nilly, you know, that women just willy nilly go out and they go, oh, I got pregnant. Whoops, that big deal. Let me just go get an abortion, y'all and spend five to seven hundred or eight hundred dollars to do it. Go through that traumatic experience. And and no, I don't think that that is somebody's first choice to go go and do that. I I think that a woman getting an abortion is a very personal and a very difficult and a very grueling decision to make. I personally have never had an abortion. And I was telling Ryan this earlier, like if I were to get pregnant tomorrow, I don't think I would have an abortion and I don't want any more kids and I'm not in a good position right now, but that I don't feel like it is my job. As you said earlier to play God, I don't think I can play God. It's not my job to police someone else's body and their choice. It's not my job to tell a woman who can't feed herself, who's in an abusive relationship, who grew up in poverty herself, and who is now going to be forced. Like It's not my job to tell her you're forced to have this baby, which is going to statistically drastically lower the chance that you will ever seek higher education, that your current children, because 60% of women who get abortions already have one or more children. It, it lowers the, the chances of those children hitting major important milestones growing up as well. It, it, it's it's it, the implications of the socioeconomic damage that it does to these women. Like, no, it's not my job and it's, it's not for me to tell them what to do with themselves at all. Not it's my job, the, not it's my for place. The men to tell the women how to be, <laughs> I think it, you said it was mostly male legislators who are, who are making these laws. It should be the men because women don't really make good decisions for themselves or for other people. And it's, I don't care how difficult the decision is. It still comes down to selfishness. Um, well, I, I will, I'll just add there. I, I think women are fully capable of making their own decisions, even, even extremely difficult ones. Um, and they suffer for it though. And, and, many and times their they children do. and their children who survive times, suffer yeah, for it. People crime suffer is, for many of their, of their choices. Yeah, for sure. I, be, I believe that crime has increased since Roe v. Wade. And it's partly because these women who are killing their babies are searing their consciences. Actually, there's a study showing that crime significantly decreased, especially in urban areas where uh, after after abortion was legal, after Roe v. Wade, it actually did. And we have that we have that data because it started like what in the 70s and by like by the 90s in those huge urban areas where abortion became legalized, crime went down drastically. There's an entire book about this, actually. Not really, because no, really, it's spiking like crazy in the late 80s and early 90s. It, you can say that it went down, but it you can it say spiking yeah, it's like spiking crazy. compared to what spiking compared to five years prior to that. But if you're talking Are about you the overall it statistic was... of of un, of people not fulfilling education and crime in and of itself, 
yes, it did significantly decrease. In fact, there's a whole theory, which you'd probably love because it's pretty cringe, that that making Roe v. Wade uh, legal, like the, that the original decision of Roe v. Wade, the court, the Supreme Court decision to federally legalize abortion, it was really just to like suppress and take down people of color, that they wanted less people of color. And they knew that, that if they gave people of color it's a very cringe take, but this is a whole belief. And and we're looking at this the statistics of that show that in in heavily urbanized areas, yes, it actually statistically did come true that crime rates did lower. Not really, because they're mass murdering the children. And uh think about the way that these mothers who are uh raising their children, who, as you mentioned, they already do have children, and so they're raising them with harsher and more harsher uh abuse and more anger yeah and the fathers are not around and out of wedlock births increased post roe v wade and well they've been steadily increasing since the 60s but especially since roe v wade and crime increased since the 60s and and since the 70s you can claim that crime went down but i I don't really buy that this fucking study hack and you're gonna get it i think i think the idea um like the crime I guess it depends on like 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 you said earlier like the crime spiked like from from like five years before like but the but crime overall I think is it, it's gone down even in, like not compared not, to the fifties are you kidding me or this um, or even the early sixties it's it's a it's crime right, is well, way until down somebody from the actually 90s. has a data yeah, or a stat can, to pull out of your ass yeah, like we, let's we, move since on we, since crime. we don't since we don't know we don't actually know either way and I don't think any of us have that data in front of us um, we yeah can, it's really an answer we're kind of off track anyway. It, yeah, um, it is. It's an answer. Cool. Let's, let's try here from Caleb. I'm sorry. We've been... Yeah, I'm just going to say, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what the statistics say about whether crime spiked or whether it went down. We know that poverty breeds crime, breeds poverty, breeds crime. It is a vicious cycle. And the reality is, is that even though Hake and I both disagree that it's morally permissible to say that we should allow for abortions to keep people out of poverty, um, it's there isn't. And you can't argue against the objective fact that when women have access to abortion and there are less people in poverty, like Ashley said earlier, over 60 percent of women who get abortions are living below the federal poverty line. So that limits their opportunity to get out of poverty while also bringing another person below the poverty line. 60 so percent already have children. Three out of four are living below. Sorry. Three out of four. OK. <laughs> no, I you. just didn't want it to get flipped uh, later and like people to. I'm not trying yeah, to be picky. <laughs> um, but like it is it is just the objective reality that having abortion access is going to have fewer people living in poverty. Therefore, crime weights are going to lower. That's just following the basic logic. Um, and like Brian said, it is kind of getting away from the topic. Unless we want to argue about whether it is not morally permissible to support abortion based on the idea of like, poverty. Um, in my position, I am a child that was, I was born into excessive poverty. I lived in poverty for the first uh, six years of my life. Um, and I don't take well to the idea that we should be promoting abortions specifically for poor people. Um, it just, it seems a little eudenicy in my opinion. Um, but it is cringe. Yeah, I agree. It is, it is. And, you know, we you you know, actually cringe? brought up, <laughs> what is what is the opposite of based to uh to to be for killing the babies for the sake of economics is that what you're saying the theory that i was talking that that that, that, that was, abortion was legalized specifically to 
decrease the amount to decrease the population of of colored people in America. That's what that's what is cringe. People of color. That well, that's in the book. That's how they were. It's very cringe. Well, Margaret Sanger, who was not really for abortion, she was for uh, the you know sterilization, but she Mm -hmm. founded Planned Parenthood. She was for getting rid of the human weeds and the poor people who are including the blacks who are Mm -hmm. having babies like crazy. She was for that. And yeah, wasn't there I, I would a Biden say in, administration official, like a some woman in the Biden administration who says who said something like, oh, it's better for society, better for the economy not to uh, to commit abortions. Yeah, I, when it comes to the um, like the, the um, Margaret, uh, I, I Margaret, Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher, yeah, Thank and and other Margaret Sanger. Um, Margaret Singer. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, yeah, it's a sorry. Day. Yeah. Um, when it comes to when it comes to her, um, and other people who like Ashley alluded to, um, who are like pushing for abortion for like these these kind of nefarious uh and, and frankly just racist reasons. Um, like like I think this is kind of an example of like people kind of getting to the right answer, but using the wrong math. Um, like like they they are they're 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 giving these people the autonomy to make choices about their lives even if even if the intent is is uh they're they're trying to do something nefarious by giving people more autonomy i i don't think that that's uh that makes the giving the granting of that autonomy bad just because their intentions for it were bad uh but but it's uh it's kind of like spoiling people you know i think that this uh socialism stuff that we've established in the country for the last 100 years has I wish right increased has increased the the so-called poverty. I I don't even like how you guys are throwing around the word poverty or the the notion that poverty is causing crime. I think it's a lack of morality that's causing the people to be irresponsible with their lives and and of lesser means for that reason. It's also causing them to Based. commit the murders and commit the out of wedlock sex and the well, abortions my understanding when it comes to crime and poverty it's it's not just poverty right it's, it's it tends to be like a combination of like poverty and population density um as well as like a lot of underfunded like resources uh that intersect with all these things from the education system to healthcare, etc like um there's there's a lot a lot bigger problems at play than just like people being like immoral and even even if the even if it was the case that just all these people were just were just more immoral then you kind of have to like try to answer the question okay why is this population quote unquote more immoral than some other population and if you look at american because history there's a, there's a pretty well if you look at american there's, there's kind of like clear lines um like like pushing certain groups of people into specific like really bad environments uh that we haven't like we have done uh we've moved pretty far from but we, but we still have a lot of imp- we still see a lot of the impacts today on this so but their environments that they themselves create and and exacerbate by not being responsible and they've been catered to and coddled and uh, encouraged to be angry. And anger is like a debilitating thing. It makes you stupid. It makes you violent. It makes you uh, lazy. It makes you unmotivated. It's isn't. It's a great evil. And we have like a religion of anger that's being spread to women and to all kinds of groups across society. And it's it's a shame. I mean, we have a whole month dedicated to pushing anger coming up here with the so-called pride month what a it's it's really um most, most people setup. celebrating pride it's, month 
from from my experience are pretty happy. Have you ever hung again, out with what, the gays? They are the happiest. The why do you think that gay is the way that the that people started referring to them in the happy, in the right? first place? Seriously. But, but again, we we are like again we're we're like yeah. way off. We're, we're way off the, the, the topic, right? We're, we're we're talking about like we're now talking about uh, like crime and 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 like causes of crime and things. And I I think again like this is we we tried to yeah we tried to reset earlier. I think we we fell off again. But okay. uh, so um. Maybe we can reset. But I, but I'm talking about supporting the lives of the babies. You you guys brought up, um, you though we're pro birth. Well, you didn't say this, but some mm-hmm. people say, "Yo, you're just pro birth. You don't care about supporting." Sure, the I alluded babies to it for sure. Forced yeah. birth. Yeah, and and so, yes, I'm for the women not killing their consciences and killing their uh, children in the womb. But I'm also for women being responsible and for men being responsible. We shouldn't be encouraging this out of wedlock birth and contraception stuff. We have a declining population among black Americans and white Americans. And so we're needing all this immigration to support the older people. And it's messing with society and it's causing a lot of division. So I don't think that this this supporting people with all this so-called free healthcare stuff or subsidized healthcare stuff, I think that's like a scam that's causing things to go more expensive. Believe it or not, when you subsidize something, you make it more expensive. And same well, thing not, with not for the people that d- didn't have access to it before, right? Right, right. But it's also not good for them to be uh, to have healthcare. To be spoiling them in that way. Okay. I, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just going to disagree. But, but go ahead. yeah, okay. I, 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 I know. I kind of take the opposite position from Hake. Um, and I knew this debate was eventually going to get interesting because I don't think me and Hake agree on literally anything. Um, but uh, I spent 10 years uh, as a pro-life activist in the pro-life movement, working for these organizations, talking to these politicians, being a part of these conversations. Um, and I have to agree with a lot of what Ryan said in his opening statement and the allusions to this idea of being pro-birth. Whenever it comes to pro-life politicians, it is absolutely 100% true. Um, And we are seeing in real time, um, as somebody who is against abortion, but also pretty far left, um, I get so incredibly frustrated, especially around this time, we're getting into uh, campaigning time for the next election cycle. Um, I get so incredibly frustrated with the narratives that go around in pro-life circles about what candidates they're supporting, because this was eventually inevitably going to happen. What we're seeing is Republican candidates, Republican politicians are starting to see that abortion is not the winning issue for them anymore. And they're starting to retract that support. And we all knew that this was going to happen because the GOP only adopted the pro-life platform back in the 90s because they wanted to activate the evangelicals as a voting base for them. And now we're seeing what that has gotten us. Literally, all that they gave to the pro-life position was finally, after 50 years, they finally overturned Roe v. Wade, which is something that they've been promising ever since 1973 when Roe v. Wade was enacted. Um, And on top of these very poorly written abortion bans, you do see pro-life politicians cutting social safety nets for these women, for these families, and for these children. You see pro-life politicians not caring not caring at all in any way, shape, or form what happens to these children after they're born, whether they are cared for, whether they are loved, whether they have access to the resources that they need in order to grow and be productive, uh, contributing members of society. Um, And like I said earlier, poverty breeds crime, breeds poverty, breeds crime. So we we have politicians that are writing these bills that do not care if that child is then born into poverty 
does not have access to a decent education, probably gets involved in crime due to poverty and not having access to the resources that they need, um, ends up in juvenile detention, ends up in prison, has their life completely upended. And the people that are saying, you need to have this baby, this baby needs to come into the world. And I'm, a, I'm somebody that does not support abortion as a solution to these problems. But I think that it is a major gaping hole in the pro-life position that they do not care more about these issues. I'm somebody that argues abortion from a more social perspective, because I know that politics is not going to influence culture. Culture is going to influence politics. So if we truly want to make abortion unthinkable, which is what the pro-life slogan is, then why not address the social issues that drive women into the abortion clinic in the first place? Exactly. So in the meantime, supporting these politicians by actively saying that somebody is pro-life is actually not helping anything. It's making it worse for millions of Americans uh, primarily childbirthing capable Americans and their their potential or existing offspring. So I, I feel like it I feel like the like the overnight like overturning it, let every state decide. And we already know that we have some cringe ass uh Republicans, as <laughs> Hank said, uh states that were going to do things like this, putting the cart before the horse. We're not fixing the problem. And that's why I I just I just that's my whole argument is like I understand how you you the uh, the understood pronoun, not you specifically K, but I understand how one could feel that it is morally wrong to end a life. Like I said myself, I wouldn't I, I don't think that I could or would have an abortion. But that's my personal feeling. But I also know that I'm not going to support the pro-life stance with how broken every system we have in place from start to finish is right now. I feel like that is, if if it's about morality, then morally supporting pro-life, I, I would arguably say, is the less moral stance to take overall. I just I would don't, agree I don't with that. Yeah. And the, see, the problem that we're seeing now is that, you know, for a while, for the, a couple of years after I moved more into the liberal left, uh, I was kind of at an impasse whenever it came to voting because I didn't see, you know, Democrats like to boast about how, you know, they're the party that supports these social safety nets and bolsters these programs. Um, but we still weren't getting things like paid family leave passed. You know, these are like very basic things that is just you get support from that from the, the right, too. And we still weren't being able to get that passed. But now we're at a point where I believe it was, it was Minnesota just recently. You know, they passed all of these bills in their state once they got the Democratic majority, you know, uh, free school lunches, paid family leave, all of these things that are there to support the family unit to help these families thrive, even when being faced with an unplanned pregnancy. And so with the GOP actually receding on the issue of abortion, compromising on their pro-life stance, while the Democrats are also are, you know, in contrast, starting to bolster these programs to help support families. Um, I do believe that the GOP is as actually they've lost the plot at this point. I really think that socialism is part of the pro has been part of the problem of the last hundred or hundred. What does that have to do years? with the price of tea in China right now, Hank? Well, can I ask a, a, because, different, a different question? Like the what 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 do you when you say social like what are you referring to specifically? Like I'm talking uh, and, about, and about uh, all this yeah. minimum wage, 
bringing in are you bringing in all of this uh social security and all that stuff do you think most people when they hear the word socialism are thinking of minimum wage and social security well i i don't i'm okay i'm glad that you're having me clarify then so that so that i can clarify for most people then who may not know what i'm talking about yeah because we have we have like these taxes you don't even own your own home you have to pay rent to the government every every year otherwise they take your home from you you know and with property tax and all kinds of stuff so we have all of these social programs and all of these things and um it's increased corruption and and so-called poverty and stuff in different ways and it's been spoiling i think that I agree with some of you guys in that I'm not a fan of the current pro-lifers type of movement. It's mostly women-led, and they've they've been supporting uh, girls who've had um, sex out of wedlock and decided to have her. Yeah, baby, even ten-year-old girls. I'm talking about really? I'm talking about like seniors in high school. Who go so are you Christian against? School. Okay, do you mind if I ask, are you against the organizations that are, are in place? I mean, there are only a few of them, but the organizations that are specifically started for the purpose of financing uh, women keeping their babies. I don't know about that. I'm talking about I'm talking about the activist pro-life women who and uh, and groups who, like, for example, they opposed President Trump before he uh, became the nominee. They were for anybody but Trump. And Trump was the best thing for what you guys are talking about because he made the economy better so that people had their the jobs and could support themselves. He was decreasing regulation. And he pro, the pro-life stance wasn't his main issue. His main issue was the country in different ways, the immigration, the deregulation, fixing the economy, being more responsible, being a man, setting up, setting an example of telling the truth, bringing he unity. Being vagina love. bad. So he was, so he was, uh, he was part of the solution rather than all of this uh, social safety net type stuff. Yeah, I'm very skeptical of the thing you said there, saying like basically that like welfare programs and things that like give resources to people who are impoverished is like increasing poverty. It's almost like like tautologically the opposite, right? What's spoiling? It's making think about think about how millennials can't even afford homes now. It's, well, yeah, but yeah, that we're is, all yeah, we're all spoiled to a to a certain. And they're level. college educated with degrees. <laughs> I know. I agree. I mean, they're worthless. I'm a millennial. The I don't know. Worth, the degrees are more worthless than ever. They're like, a minority, though, right? In a, they're in um, I don't know. They're it's it's a very spoiled society. I'll grant you that. But uh, yeah, we should abolish minimum wage and all those things. If we redirect yeah, before we go on about minimum wage and. Uh, education. I just want to go back to the abortion topic mm -hmm. in particular. Well, it, it does seem like no one here supports the current, at least the current iteration of uh, abortion bans and the the legislation that's being passed across the country. I think um, there's like even even hate called they called them like the Republicans who are pushing this stuff. I I, I agree. I, I would extend that to a lot more Republicans. But um, but yeah, I I, I mean I, I think um, it's it's nice that we have that uh, that we can all agree on that. And I guess with that in mind, um, when it comes to like actionable steps um, politically, um, we, we shouldn't be supporting those politicians. Um, I, so I, I think that that seems to be like the, the yeah, for, for things that we can do tangibly right now, it, it's going to be not supporting those people who are passing these abortion bans that none of us agree with. 
I don't yeah. know. I don't know how much I disagree with the abortion bans, but I'm not for something that's going to make it more complicated for one of those crazy situations that it's not a crazy so situation. It's happening no, every know, but, day. But it's I'm happening. In fact, states like Idaho have gone from they there's only, I think, a current total of 10 advanced fatigue uh advanced fetal paternal medicine, fetal maternal medicine specialists in the state now, because most of them are leaving. They're leaving because they are having to go against the Hippocratic oath that they took to, to avoid facing uh, literal federal prison uh, sentences and fines and losing their medical licenses. Do you think if this was explained to those politicians who are writing these I laws, think that they don't that they care. Would, you really think so? It I is actually agree with that. I've watched so many the, hours and hours of, 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 of Senate sessions where they have had actual medical professionals standing, telling them exactly what these laws are doing and what's going on. It, it, they, they're they being told this information. They are not listening. They don't care. And in fact, since since even a lot of this has come out and come to light, even since I was doing research on on since Roe v. Wade and I looked at one report within a month's time, the number of states that have gone to to the they call it a what a, a tr trigger laws mm -hmm. uh, is is it's when there's legal prosecution. Right. Yeah. And, and so not only like it's the, not only the physician, you're looking at the anesthesiologist, you're looking at any nurse that would have helped. You're looking at the patient themselves, any family member that was there transporting or conspiring for an ab abortion. You're looking at women that are going into literal, like they're having miscarriages, active miscarriages. And Kay, you worded it beautifully earlier when you said the language is not being, it, there's no, dis, dis, there's no, um, Differential, differential language, I guess, is what I'm looking for, because the medical terminology for a miscarriage is an abortion. An abortion is a it's a spontaneous abortion is what they call it in medical in medical terms. Right. So a lot of the stats we're looking at isn't the same. But if if they're not specifying this in the bill and that's the actual medical terminology for it. How do, I, people are afraid. Women are afraid to go to the emergency room when they're bleeding out during a pregnancy because they're afraid that they're going to be put under investigation for whether or not they tried to purposely cause that miscarriage to happen. And then that's a whole other thing you get into. But it it's happening every day, especially in the South. It's happening overwhelmingly. I think there's only 11 states right now that are like, I guess, supporting or being pro like abortion rights. And that's out of 50. And the only reason that uh, that number that the number of states that are banning these things, like so, uh, at least five or six states right now that have restrictive abortion laws, say maybe going to like fifteen weeks, twelve weeks, et cetera, they're actively fighting to also become trigger states. Nobody, so it's saying, it's not getting better; it's getting worse. Nobody's saying would be for that type of situation, though. Nobody's and saying what would be would for be that type of for that type of. Would be well, why is it? So, why is well, it? Okay. Okay. So, so I guess you're suggesting then that these these Republicans who are pushing this legislation, they they just don't understand what they're doing. Well, it's hard to know. It's hard. I I would imagine in their defense that it was it would be hard for them to know because a lot of doctors are liberals now. They don't. They're not honest, and a lot of experts are politically motivated. They're for killing the babies. You think that in, these doctors are like, the, it's like. The, many of them are. I'm going to kill ever, the babies. Maybe a lot of them kill, are. Like, they, you really think that? Shameless. You don't think that? Like, Wait, I guess they're how, pretty how shameless. You hear, you hear them talking about, uh, they, they're piping up on Twitter about gun laws and all kinds of things. 
saying, oh, we're treating these gunshot wounds. We need to get rid of the guns. So I'm telling you, a lot of, of doctors nowadays, especially the younger ones coming up, have an agenda. And so it's hard to know who's telling the truth. So, so, I'm, so I don't know what the truth is. I'm just okay. saying that it's that I can I can sympathize with uh, a politician who's like, I don't know what the truth is. Well, don't you think that if they're in that position where they, they can't figure out like what's going on, they can't tell up from down in this regard in regards to this stuff that they should probably not be passing legislation on it. Kind of like it a seems person really that doesn't know the definition yeah. of a womb, maybe shouldn't argue yeah. about abortions. <laughs> I I'm can still say... argue about it. That's not fair. <laughs> I'm going like, to say like, I about Ashley XOXO. <laughs> I, I have to say that I, I agree with Ryan and Ashley here. I mean, I'm somebody that's very passionate about the topic of abortion. Like I said, spent 10 years in the pro-life movement last, left last year, but that's a different thing. But um, I'm somebody that whenever I started to understand what the pro-life versus pro-choice uh, argument was, and I became very invested in it, I educated myself. I read embryology textbooks. I read medical textbooks. Um, I read, up, um, you know, all kinds of books about pregnancy, childbirth, complications, all of it. I educated myself because it was something that I was invested in. If these pro-life politicians were as invested in this issue as they pretend to be whenever campaign season rolls around, they would be educated on this topic. I have literally watched one of these committee meetings where they are discussing these bills where one of the Republican politicians that was signing on to this bill didn't know that there was even such a thing as an ectopic pregnancy and could not understand that ectopic pregnancies cannot be carried to term. Both the, the mother was, and the child will die. That's but the one where I was these, talking about with the outside of the womb. That's what I meant. Right? Ectopic pregnancy. Yeah. It's still technically yeah. in the womb, except for the very well, rare occasion connected. Right. that they, it is very, very rare that you can have an abdominal ectopic pregnancy where that is actually outside the womb, but most of them are in the fallopian tube, which is if it, If it's womb. like a cesarean scar, uh, yeah, some, sometimes it can protrude and start to develop outside of the, outside, in, in the abdominal cavity. Yeah. And that's the only ectopic pregnancy that has ever successfully been carried to term. Um, and it's not recommended. It's very, very dangerous. But all ectopic pregnancies outside of that are you can't carry them to term. But these people don't know this. And they are writing legislation on situations where it could get a woman killed. Well, that, that specific scenario, that that legislator was actually trying. He was actually questioning. He said, why do we need to have this exception in this bill of an ectopic pregnancy? Mm -hmm. it, it's a life. And like, yes, we agree that it is I a do. human being. But mm -hmm. I do, pardon my interruption. I've tried to give a lot of freedom and flexibility because at Modern Day Debate, we want that to be the case. But it is, to be fair, this debate to a large extent has been more about is the new pro-life legislation since Roe versus Wade informed or ethical, whatever you might call it. And that's okay. We've I've allowed it to cover there because it's relevant. But it, I did promise the viewers that it would be more of a debate on whether or not abortion is ethically permissible. So I do want to cover that a little bit before we go into the Q&A. Sure. And, and before we do, though, I, I will. I mean, it seems no, like Ryan, from, I'm, I'm redirecting the conversation right now. So I'm no, not no, asking well, you to carry I, it I, forward I, on the same topic. Do you understand that? I'm not. Uh, yes, James. OK, uh, well, yeah, we're just, I, yeah, no. Where, I, can I, you I'm tell not, me where I'm you're not, going with it? Because it just sounded like you, you were going me. in that same direction. No, I, I'm going to what I'm going to say is you're not going to tell me. Oh, hold on. What? Like, I hate to do this because I'm just asking, are you going to bring it back to the topic just so we can? Yes. Like I promised to the audience. OK, that's all I was asking. OK, go ahead. 
Uh, I, I literally what I was going to say, if you let me, is I was going to say that at the outset, we all agree that there were some situations where uh, abortion was permissible morally. Um, so I think I think there is an agreement here that there that it is. Uh, so so I mean, to, moving forward to stay on that topic, um, I guess we can discuss what situations would be immoral um, and, and what are the bounds of that. Um, um, I'd like to start there because I think that Ashley and Hake touched on it a little bit um, earlier where they have a disagreement. And I think it was just because, again, the language in this conversation is so complicated. Um, and uh, Hake used the term elective. And whenever majority of pro-life people use that term, they're talking about non-medical emergency um, abortions. And so that would also include abortions that are done um, later in the pregnancy for like fetal anomalies that are not uh, terminal. Um, or fatal, that baby could still, uh, you know, live outside of the womb. Um, so like, it was a little bit complex because I thought, I felt like Ashley kind of felt like he was saying that something that he, I didn't feel like he was actually saying because of the terminology there. Um, but whenever, like for my position, obviously there are situations in pregnancy where it's going to be, you need to administer life-saving care for the mother. And that is going to unfortunately result in the death of her baby. Um, I don't, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that is pro-life that disagrees with that. There are people out there, but vast minority. Um, for me, what would be considered as not morally permissible is anything outside of what I would consider a necessary abortion in a life-saving medical situation. What about, uh, so, so, um, even rape and incest is <clears throat> on that it's spectrum a for you? Uh, is something that I struggled with, but I am against abortions for rape and incest simply because I do not believe that we should be killing off human beings because of how they were created. Um, kill the rapists, though. Yeah, I'm not for abortions in the sake of in the case of rape and incest, obviously, because you don't you don't cause more trauma and guilt and trouble on the family, on the woman. Actually, ninety-five uh, percent of women that chose to have an abortion and did have it, six, they actually say later that they don't regret that decision. There is a study that was released on that. It's a ten-year study, actively interviewing over a thousand women uh, from both sides of the spectrum that chose to have an abortion. So that so, that is so a common misconception. I wanted to nip it in the bud. So, so they may say, at least at, at first, yeah. So this ten-year study by a medical professional may say, H sure, yeah. He thinks they're okay. lying. We, okay, he can think that. I don't buy liberal studies that much mm -hmm. i don't give much credence to them she and, even and on top of it they are they are bringing guilt on themselves they're suffering for their decisions regardless of whether they whether what, what they feel about it we need to get away from feelings and emotions anyway i guess the uh, other, you're bringing up feelings and emotions explicitly no, right guilt, now I think, whole, I, think, it's an oxymoron. I don't think you can have a conversation about morality without talking about the way that like feelings and emotions i mean like it's pretty important well, they're suffering for it they're mm -hmm. suffering for it they just That's are who? It's obvious. Um, Wait, who, trust me, bro. Yeah, trust me, bro. Yeah. Do, do you not think that someone's suffering? Well, I mean, I, I, they, I think normally it's, when a woman has a child from from any situation, she's so happy with that child, regardless of how she feels uh, leading up to it. Um, true or false? I'd say probably true. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I mean, there is a study that um, it was it was also a peer reviewed study talking about how statistics 
did show that women that chose that were abortion minded and chose not to go through with their abortion and kept their babies uh, didn't regret that decision either. But that doesn't invalidate the statistic that says that women that do have abortions choose uh, tend not to regret that decision either. Um, it's kind of, you know, it, that what really study are you referring into, to? Um, I will have to find it for you. I have it saved in my Google documents. Um, with because the study other- I'm referring to actually it goes uh, so it's a thousand a little over a thousand women and it's women from both sides so it's they all chose or mm-hmm. wanted an abortion uh, half of them were not able to ex- access one half of them successfully had an abortion and and I'll I'll tell you the source for that one but I'm just curious what um is study you are you studying the turnaway study? study yep the turnaway study yeah yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. I'd like to see a study on how these women who kill their unborn children kill the treat the children who's who survive. So actually, um, statistically better. Being cruel. Their children tend to hit developmental milestones on a much higher rate than the than the women that uh, didn't go through with the abortion. That, that doesn't tell children. me. That doesn't tell me how they treated the children. Well, I would assume they gave them much more love and attention, seeing as that those children hit vital developmental milestones we know that when children don't hit these milestones it's it's typically because of abuse and neglect and and lack of education lack of stimuli lack of of proper nutrition it's a a multitude of things but you there are studies on it you can see hey they clearly don't have love if they're killing a baby in the womb and they that's your feeling right i mean it's a reality from for you like that's your reality so those women that are loving the existing children, that's not love? Right. It's not It's not love. They're it's, faking it's that ego. love. It's ego. It's ego. Right. Okay. If you say so. Yeah. I mean, you look at how these women are. I mean, look at how they are with the pro-abortion thing. They've gotten worse and more sh- out of control. Shout your abortion. Are you kidding me? And then um, they, I will say, they, I, I, I did these. want to talk about that a little bit, actually. Because I, I think that um, it, it's it's an interesting area because uh, um like obviously i agree these conversations should be like really really serious um and like it, it can be like being very glib about it um which i'm i'm certainly guilty of at, at times um i i think it it doesn't do it justice and and when when people do i i, I feel um i could be wrong about this i think when people are doing the, the shout my abortion stuff i think what they're trying to to alleviate is the the societal shame and horror that like the people are treated really badly for like choosing to do this um, and perceived like really like monsters and by a lot of people. And I I think that that is probably not like, even if, even if you want people to not get abortions, I feel like that just, just an increased amount of shame around it is probably not uh, the, the only way to, or like the best way to do that. Um, Many things like shame doesn't necessarily like actually lead to less of that thing. Like fat shaming, for example, is another example, you know? I mean, I, I get they, Sorry. they shouldn't be mistreated or or treated with uh, judgment or hatred or anger uh, by people who are who see that it's wrong. I agree. But we we have a, a, a problem of shamelessness and this combating of shame. I understand it, but it's misguided. They should not. Like I said in my opening, they should neither feel guilt because because what's done is done nor should they have this shameless thing about it or this uh, praise of it. Well, let me just piggyback off of what Ryan said a little bit because I agree with him. And the fact of the matter is, is that I have talked to post-abortive women that are, you know, part of that 5% that did, they are still 
you know, 10 plus years later, really, really struggling with their abortions. And one of the most common themes of their stories is shame. I feel so ashamed. The people that know that it happened, every time I see them, I feel so ashamed. And I feel like talking to women that don't regret their abortions that are part of these, you know, campaigns like shout your abortion. um, They are angry. They're very, very angry because of the shame women before them have been made to feel in previous generations where it was extremely common to shame women who have had abortions. And so while I don't feel like any of us really necessarily agree with the, you know, the shout your abortion movement, because as Ryan said, these need to be serious conversations. It is a response to shame culture. So bringing back shame culture is not going to make that situation better. I support either. shout your abortion. Um. It's it's kind of like what I said about the uh, the pride the gay pride thing. That was a reaction to the shame on the gays. Maybe the maybe there was some there was obviously something wrong with the so called shame culture back then because it was fake. The people weren't living it right, and so there was an overreaction that went the opposite extreme. So I'm not saying go back. I'm saying go towards what's right, and what's right is not is is neither shame nor pride. So I think I think that if I if I had to like make an abortion law right nationwide and be like this is when you can't have an abortion anymore, just after thinking about it really hard and everything, I don't know. I would say that the moment that the fetus would be viable outside of the womb is when we should draw the line. That is when abortion is not okay. What do you have to say about that? I, I totally disagree because it's it's. Um, still a developing human being and we don't have the right to uh, a a woman's body is not even her own. A a man's body is not his own. We're not, we shouldn't be playing committing suicide or anything like that. So same thing with killing the babies in the womb. Who's, who's wait, if our bodies aren't ours, which I, I I mean, there's some philosophical ways I might agree with that, but I'm not sure if we're saying the same thing. Like, um, like what are you saying when you say our bodies aren't ours? can you elaborate on that more? Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's morally right to take care of your body. You know, it's, uh, it's, you should be, you should be taking care of your body rather than letting it go like feeding it, uh, junk or whatever, or doing drugs or, uh, or stuff like that, tattoos and all those things. It's, um, they say, oh, it's my body, my choice, but it's not really even her body. And the baby's certainly not her body. I get that it's attached to her body and she has to suffer. Well, that pregnancy. was fun, Hank. Um, I, I, ju- I just think that um, there, there is a huge uh, disagreement surrounding when when is when is life considered life? Like, when is it a life? If I really had to look at it that way and look at it just totally logically, I would say that when this life can sustain life outside of being a parasite in someone else's body, using them for life, then then I'll I'll consider it a life. Sure. Just like, even in the Bible, they call it the word. quickening when they felt life. Like that, that's well, the look. point where the baby's big enough they can feel the baby move. So this whole like life begins at conception is just bullshit. I think it is. For what it's worth, I I I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it is like I, I mean I, it's a, it's probably, I'm considered it's a it's a human life the whole time. I, I just I, I think it's there are times where it's justified to um to end a human life and it, it this this very unique and tragic situation in many cases is is just one of those examples. 
the the six week fetus or the six week embryo of of elephant looks the same as the six week embryo of a human being. Is that a scientifically accurate term, parasite? Uh, yeah, that is a scientific term, and there's ac- it's in the dictionary. Is it not even urban I'm dictionary. saying is it accurate? Regular to, one, is it accurate to what I, I, think, I think she said. I, I, I do think she said like 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 a parasite. If I if I heard correctly, I might not have. I thought she said like like a parasite. Well, maybe a parasite. But I I I don't, I don't know. If is I'm, it a parasite? <laughs> is it siphoning life off of a host in order to survive itself? To the damage of the host. In many cases. In many cases, it is. Did you know that during pregnancy, know, that a, a woman's body actually releases enzymes is it a that parasite? travel along the bones and eat away at the bones, releasing it into the bloodstream so that the baby can get vitamin D and calcium? Did you know parasite? that, that a, a woman's bones actually weaken during pregnancy? I've heard. Did is you it, know that many women d- develop high, preeclampsia, high blood? Yes. Is yes. it a parasite? Pregnancy does damage the host. I know in that it damages many, it. in a vast majority of pregnancies. I, is it actually. a parasite? Diabetes. No, 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 no. Hold on. Is it a parasite? I yes, want to it's hear a parasite. This. Absolutely. Until it's able to sustain life on its own, it is a parasite. Would, would a it normal, is a parasitic. Would a normal scientist who's not trying to dehumanize this baby uh, call it a parasite? I don't know. Normal, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I mean, actually, to find scientists, I mean, technically, they might. I. I. I don't. I don't know. If, like. Like. I it, don't think we, they might make a technical argument about it. But it's, a I think. I think we. Like. Oh, I do think. I understand that when a lot of people hear the word parasite, um, and, and maybe even when a lot of people use the word parasite, they are. They are. Do- to some degree, doing what you're what you're describing, like the dehumanization, yeah, like in a way to to like um. That's what the Nazis did to the Jews. They, okay. okay I I, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's true. They did. There was a lot of dehumanization there. That's true. It was a really uh, a long process of racialization and dehumanization. I agree. Um, but uh, and <laughs> sorry, lost my train of thought there. Um, <laughs> Nazi stuff. But uh, again, six week six week embryo of a human looks the same as a six week embryo of a puppy or a kitty. Or but it's not going to ever turn into a hippo or a puppy or a kitty. Well, or an well they not all look the attitude. same. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, I just it was just interesting to see to it hear that come out of your mouth. Shameless. But that's I am okay. shameless. I'm very shameless. Not totally I'll fuck a because up. you wouldn't because you wouldn't kill the, your baby in the womb. So you say. So you have a little. Shame. It doesn't. It doesn't negate the fact that that baby, technically, according to the definition, is at that point in time a parasite living off of the host of its mother. Yeah, oh, I, I remember the other half of what I was going to say. It was like because that, like, we can make the the technical argument that it is like like it qualifies under the definition of a parasite. But I, I mean, that, we're, we're would using that justify, it. Would that? Justify it, it wouldn't. Yeah, the, not necessarily. I don't think that would be like the um the. It's a parasite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Regardless, I, I which I, I mean, I agree that, un, that it can be technically described as one, um, but I don't, I don't <laughs> so think that like would... whether or not we can classify it as such is like the really the the hinge here that we should focus on. Parasites' lives matter. Sure. Boom. Nice. Um, Last thoughts. If you guys want to draw together the threads before we go into the Q and A. I do. Uh, no, go ahead, guys. Thank you, James. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess, I guess, like I said, I, I understand that this was supposed to be more about is abortion morally permissible. I, um, again, it's an interesting discussion. Um, I, I just, the, the reason that I, uh, engage with it the way I did is because right now this is impacting so many millions of people's lives and it's going to continue. Um, and I think that when we're having conversations about abortion and the, the morality of it, I, I, and we are, uh, for like, whether we want to or not, we're, we are like steering people towards political positions and 
we when we're doing that, we need to be very clear about what those political positions are and what the implications of them are. Um, and so and again, like as as we we all we all I think we all agreed here that like we wouldn't support most of the legislation that's out there for various re- for different reasons. Um, and therefore, we, we shouldn't support the politicians who are pushing that legislation. Um, and and, you know, at the end of the day, like whether you agree or disagree, um, although we did seem to all agree that in some cases it is morally morally permissible, um, whether you agree with that, uh, I think, is 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 secondary to how you engage with the political process. Um, but, yeah. I don't care if it's uh, morally permissible or not, to be quite honest. I don't give a flying rat's ass. I think that a woman should have that right and choice to do what the ever, as long as that thing is still a parasite. I think she should be able to get rid of it. It's her body. I, I just, I think it's stupid. I understand that the the question of it is is to pull on heartstrings, but at the end of the day, it isn't my decision. It's not my choice. I, like you said, Hank, I'm not God. We are not God. And if you're so worried about their moral fucking souls, then let God sort it out at the pearly gates and keep your nose and your vote out of a woman's body, period, end of story. And so is it morally right or wrong? I don't give a fuck, but I support it. That's my that's my feelings. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I think, you know, I know that we kind of got massively off topic at the beginning of the debate. Um, but what I take away from this um, is that there is a lot of common ground that is going completely unnoticed by the majority on both sides. Um, and I think that if more people were willing to come together and meet on that common ground and have these discussions, that we might actually be able to see something accomplished in this area. Um, I think that pro-life people need to be louder. I mean, I know that there are pro-life people that have been loud. They have gotten bills that were up for vote uh, pulled back down because it's like, this is not something that we support. This is terribly written. If you pass this, you lose our support. Um, But they need to be louder about it because they're obviously they're not doing that well enough because there are still bills being passed into law that have these gaping holes in them. And instead of addressing that issue, you have majority of pro-lifers defending it. Um, so I, I think that if more people were willing to have the conversation about where we agree more than we disagree, we might actually be able to come together and see something actually done. I, I agree that we should not be doing the pull on people's emotions and heartstrings thing. I think both sides are guilty of that. It's I don't think that this is a complex issue. I get that medicine can get complex but i think the moral stance is quite simple you um you protect the you protect both lives where you can as k k said and um and that should be that it could be just a one line law in my opinion but um but yeah unfortunately we have weak republicans who kiss up to all the different minorities and women and all that stuff. And um, if only, and, <laughs> and it's That's a shame. Thing. It's a shame because, uh, because it's really a simple issue. Um, women don't have the right to kill the child in the womb, but we, we don't, do. but, but given that we have a society where, where it's legal in some instances, in many instances, and, it's socially acceptable in, in large swaths of the country, just as slavery was, just as uh, as uh, 
Nazi Germany had their situation. We should be peaceful and understanding of of people's evil and allow people to be evil and yes. um, just tell them tell them what's right and don't let them shut you up. Don't don't let people follow Trump's example and express your freedom of speech. Be a man and and ladies, don't worry your pretty little heads about politics or the future that doesn't exist. Nice. We're going to jump into the Q&A, but want to yeah. say thanks for your questions, folks. We're going to move into it fast. A couple of reminders in terms of housekeeping. Was there something I missed? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, one last point. I, oh, no. I, did I thought notice... I wasn't. I thought I heard. So, uh, maybe it was your voice. Go ahead, Hake, if it was you. Well, I did notice that the most extreme uh, pro-abortion or pro-choice uh, person was the one with the with the mouth on her <laughs> everybody else everybody else couldn't was uh pretty good in their language give you a chance to respond All actually right, since hake made an accusation about you <laughs> she does have a mouth i think she did hake. admit it at the beginning i, I and i totally <laughs> she was like, up front. and i totally like you ashley xoxo i totally like Just you the, too hake nice i have mixed feelings about you hake to be honest <laughs> Where did we where did we last debate? I we talked to Nick Fuentes and a few other people on the show. Oh, dear nice. God. <laughs> this one coming in. Do want to say thanks so much for your questions, folks. Troll Nerd says to the pro-life team, what are your thoughts about the 10-year-old Ohio girl who had to travel to get an abortion due to, quote-unquote, pro-life legislation? It sounded like a clumsy law because it's it sounded like the baby was not going to survive, like ectothermic or whatever. Ectopic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, outside the womb or whatever, which it wasn't. And so it was just a clumsy situation. And those things happen. But I would like to make the point that it's these laws, although they're flawed, they're, they're potentially saving many, many more lives of children and sometimes women, too, because women die in abortions, too, sometimes. Um, so that's my take. Um, uh, mine is pretty similar. Uh, it, is, it just goes back to these laws being extremely poorly written. Um, and the reality is, is that overwhelmingly, a 10-year-old going through a pregnancy, incredibly dangerous. It should absolutely fall under medically necessary abortions. Um, yeah, that's just, I hate that. There was so much wrong with that case. Uh, the doctor violated HIPAA. Um, mm. There, there was not nearly enough focus. Everybody's focused on the abortion and not focused on the fact that this girl was raped by her mom's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it was just a poorly written law. It was it's something, it's a hole that needs to be filled. That's yeah, horrifying. This one from Christopher Castan says, pro-life, why isn't this a personal issue for couples? They say single mothers? Shouldn't this be a mind-your-own-business problem? I don't personally think so. Uh, I, it, right now, currently, it is. It is. And unfortunately, the fathers, this hasn't been mentioned, but fathers don't really have rights in these in these situations, unfortunately. Like, in many cases, I get that sometimes the father wants the woman to have it or force, pressures her. But in many cases, the fathers do not want their children killed. Um, and so the mother will kill the father's, the man's child. And that's that's wrong. But uh, right now it is, and I don't think that just as we shouldn't allow suicide or 
killing the elderly. I don't think we should be allowed for killing the unborn. This one, yeah, I'm also, I was just gonna say, I'm also curious about what he meant about single mothers question mark. Like, yeah, ideally we wouldn't want women to have to raise a child on her own if that's not a choice that she's like making, not just circumstances, but single, it's not a bad thing if she's a single mother. This <laughs> one true. coming in. Do appreciate it. Two seconds. My page is not loading. This one from Troll Nerd says, Hey, I agree that laws should be as free of legalese as possible, but then politically motivated prosecutors use the quote unquote legalese to go after people. I know it's it's a shame. And we and we have a justice system that's filled with politically motivated people. And it's it's. I feel like we should deport the lawyers. Oh, so many of them are such liars and judges too. So it's it's really corrupt. I don't know what to do about it. I agree wholly, and I think that that's exactly why abortion needs to just be legalized across the board. Uh, my my take on the laws. Uh, I I I don't know. I mean, it's unfortunate, I guess, for laymen who want to understand like laws that like that you know the quote unquote legalese, as you say. Um, I don't know if that's a technical term, um, but it, I mean, law legislating for a country, I mean, for any country, but a country uh, like America, 350 million people or even much more now, I think, um, I mean, these things are really complicated um, and you need uh, you need language that is able to address nuance and be specific. Um, and it, yeah, like there are going to be loopholes that are created, but the, the solution to like you, we mentioned earlier, the loopholes come from it couldn't some of these cases come from that language. But the solution to those loopholes is also more specific language um, that closes those loopholes. So um, uh, to bring it back to what you're saying about Trump's just deregulating like crazy, I, I think that's a very irresponsible approach um, to legislation. You got it. This one coming in from do appreciate it. Ariel Lace says Ashley ignores the fact that many pro-life people, even some who have been on MDD, are secular and strongly pro-life, question mark, uh, it says it seems dishonest and ignorant. Can you read it one more time? I'm so sorry. No problem. They say, Ashley, uh, I'm trying to make it out. They say, Ashley ignores the fact that many pro-life people, even some who have been on MDD, are secular and pro-life. I don't know if they meant to put the question mark, but I think they're saying that you're... Like this came in early in the debate. I think this is when you you said something to the effect of you can correct me how you depending on how you said it something about keep your religion separate from the state or out of the state laws or whatever. We'll give you a chance to respond to the question. Okay, got you. Um, I I was uh, I guess I would say that I was um, targeting that comment specifically to those that do project their religious views and opinions and beliefs onto other human beings um, specifically. And I think that, not even arguably, I think that vast majority of people, a vast majority, not everyone, there's always an exception to a rule that are supporting these strict abortion laws are typically extremists and they're typically evangelicals evangelical evangelicals evangelicals thank you <laughs> evangelicals and and you're you're you, well look at it it's all in the bible belt the south uh, it's come on yeah it is primarily religious based that's where they're coming from except for the their pockets religion and money let's pull on the heartstrings let's 
manipulate the people. But anyways, I, I stand by what I said. I don't I don't care. I, I don't think that we're ever going to get to the end of this rabbit hole and this loopholes, these loopholes in the laws and like misinterpreting it this way, interpreting it that way at the end of the day just stay out of it stay out of stay out of it just leave it alone roe v wade was was uh put into practice for a reason when it was and i think it was a huge mistake that it was overta- overturned and i think that all this is doing is i again is it moral or not why i said i don't care is because it's none of your f-ing business that's why if you don't want an abortion don't get one and yes. i'm I, cool if you're a secular you know person that supports you know pro-life choices good for you but i think you're doing a lot of harm and a lot of damage to a lot more people than you think you're saving i think people i think people I'll give you if you want to i want to give uh, i think everybody's originally for ashley on some level i, I can give okay. you a quick response uh hake but then i want to give ashley the last word because the question was originally for her Fair enough. So I just think that I think the the leftists and the secularists follow their own false religion. It's just not an established religion. You have the last word. Um, you actually... Last word. I don't I don't care about your religion. I don't care about why you want an abortion, because at the end of the day, it is none of my business. And I, I like I said already, it's a never ending cycle. We're never going to solve it. It's not going to be the perfect you know, algorithm and the perfect formula for what constitutes as a morally, you know, acceptable abortion. I I, I just think that it's, uh, again, it's repugnant to support, to support being pro-life. Garuda legend says, Ashley is right. Uh, They say, if if I murder a pregnant woman, which I would never do, they say, and the fetus dies, it's a double homicide. Just look up abortion survivors. I've heard that. I've heard yeah, that as well. Could be, yeah. I'm confused at the point. What was this? This yeah. came up from earlier. I don't know what debate. she means by Ashley is right. Yeah, I, think I like that part. I think we should just end <laughs> it there. <laughs> this one from Aria Lay says, nice straw man, Ashley. Okay, this just doesn't seem like it's... Aria Lay says, Richard Spencer, I think they mean Richard Spencer. They say, says he's for your position because he likes that it means more black people will be terminated and thus white people become a bigger percent of the population. Yeah, I think they're referring to my debate with uh, Richard Spencer on abortion. Richard Spencer is a white supremacist who is pro-choice because he... Uh, is a white supremacist. He, yeah, is he a white supremacist? He's the father of the alt-right. But that doesn't mean he's a supremacist. I know that he, oh, he's a he self-described may. white supremacist. You may be right because he said that blacks were doing better under white supremacy, and he's his reason for black fewer Sounds blacks. Sounds like something a supremacist. Yeah, say. that is a white supremacist his, position. I believe. His, his reason for the blacks uh, killing off their own is uh, the the lowering of the crime. All right, just keep it on topic. Uh, yeah, they. But I think they're saying like that racist people like pro-choice. I think this comes back to the thing that came Eugenics. up earlier of what it was like an alleged conspiracy that uh, abortion is supposed to further a racist agenda. And they're saying Richard Spencer said he likes it because it means that black people will become a smaller percentage of the population because they abort more. 
yeah, yeah. I've, yeah I've, that's I definitely they, a thing that exists out there. Yeah, and to, to uh, like I said earlier, like it, this, this is an example, and I'm, I'm sure there's many of these where it, it's people kind of coming to the the correct answer, but their their work is is wrong. You know, like they're 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 coming to the, the what I would say is the right position, but they're they're I mean they're they're certainly not coming to it in a a way that I would agree with. So I, I mean I I'm glad that they uh, support the rights of people to have abortions, uh, and I don't like that they're racist. This one coming in from. Richie Constitution says, does the pro-choice side think the baby in the womb is life? If so, they're saying it's morally better to kill the baby if the baby is born into poverty and or the mother's life would be harder. Question mark. I am 100% saying that. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I generally consider it a life the whole time. I don't, I, I just... Um... Yeah, I, I don't think that the, the I think the poverty stuff is very relevant to the conversation, but I don't think it's like uh, it, it's the the hinge by any means. So I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the rabbit hole you'd have to go down to prove whose life, who, how many more lives are saved by one abortion versus not. It would take more time than we have left here. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that math. This one coming like in that. from Christopher Castan says both. If pro-life gets its way, do you agree with mandatory DNA testing for fathers? Also, paternity fraud, otherwise double standards. I'll answer that first. I've heard a lot of talk about this lately. Uh, I do think that mandatory DNA testing is fine. I think it's fine. I don't see any problem with it. I don't see any, well, morally, if we're talking morally. Now that if you want to go into cost, this is very expensive. And again, people throw out wild ideas of, well, we should do this if it were like in the perfect world, right? Um, and again, I, I also want to point out a lot of people have a misconception, but there aren't any states that make it illegal to, or like not accessible for a man to have a paternity test, okay? What they're talking about is upon birth, every single child has a paternity test right then and there. And and I'm not opposed to that like morally, like as I wouldn't be offended. I don't give a shit, you know, like I know who my baby daddy is or whatever, but, um, but financially it's not feasible. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, just to piggyback off that, I, I would say that if people want to have a paternity test, they, they should have access to it. Um, as, like, and I, they do. And they, yeah, I think they do. So, um, I, I don't know about mandatory. I think that it, um, it's, it feeds into that uh, document and register everybody in this surveillance state type of thing potentially it could cause other problems. You and I are on to something there, Hank. I'm with you. Ryan um, Ryan hates that about me, but I'm a <laughs> I have some conspiracy theories, I mean, I, my guy. I mean, I personally I personally don't care that much about because I figure that they have it all anyway. But I I am not. I think we should get rid of um, child support um, and. And I think that some. I think there needs to be disagree. some work done on it. That's that a take. Yeah. I think I mean, the family courts have a lot sense. of issues too, which is again yeah, why yeah. I support abortion. I think the children should, by and large, go with the fathers. If it doesn't work out between a man and a woman, we should get rid of this no-fault divorce stuff and bring back no, morality. No. That would be very. It would be very immoral to force people to stay in marriages that they don't want to be in. That, that's the opposite of being moral, and from my view, so they should they should think about that before they marry. You know, I mean, the, Guys, I gotta go put my kids to bed soon. <laughs> you got it. We'll jump to the next one. I don't think we have too many left. We have a uh, the Batman saying they say Ashley saying life doesn't start at conception is le legitimate 
scientific misinformation. They see a fetus is metabolizing energy and growing. It's a legitimate lie. I'll make it quick, Kay, for you. Uh, I said sustainable outside of its host. So uh, every parasite is alive. This one coming in from Fia Vasconellas. Thanks for your kind words, Fia. I'll read that one in the post show. And this one from Experience in Prebiotic Chemistry says, Hake, a person's body is not their own. Really? Right. Yeah. Um, think about it. Like, you didn't make yourself. How are you? How is it your body to... I get it that other people can't impose on you in different ways, but um, but you are not your own. You got it. This one, I'm going to try to see if we've got any for Kay in particular. Kay, we can let you go early if you need to go. There aren't too many more questions, but I do want to no, let I'm you go. fine. Okay. I'm fine. This one from Mercedes F1 Fan says, I don't trust psychological studies as humans don't know what they want, especially young people. Show me especially abortion young. in nature. Abortion is contradiction as you wouldn't exist without birth. Okay. I, I actually disagree with that a little bit. We, I mean, we see certain species eating their own um, to say that, you know, uh, it's not moral or it's not natural because we don't see actual abortions, which is a medical procedure that other animal species can't perform. Um, I think that's kind of a straw man argument. Ignorant. This one from the Trib One says, for pro-lifers, what are the percentages of abortions happening during the third trimester? Do you want abortions as a whole banned? How about contraceptives? Good question, actually. I don't know the percentages. I do want abortions as on the whole, exceptions to the rule, obviously, uh, banned. And uh, I am not for contraceptives. I think that we have a declining population. We need to bring back some right level of shame for out of all this sex out of wedlock and pornography and all that stuff so that men and women can come to, back together rather than hating each other and using each other selfishly. They uh, come together and the man is not his own. The woman is not her own. They belong to each other and they their bodies both belong to God. Um, my position on that is uh, it's about uh, somewhere between one and two percent um, of abortions happen in the first in the third trimester. Uh, late trimester abortions are uh, fairly rare in comparison to the other ninety nine percent. I am a from conception uh, pro lifer, uh, so I support uh, abortion bans from conception, obviously with the exception of life saving medical care. Um, and I am 100% pro-contraceptives, uh, make contraceptives more accessible and uh, bolster our sex ed educa uh, sexual education programs. Even IUDs? Gross. Yes. But life starts at conception. This one coming in from Agent Black says, no questions, just a mere thank you, James. Appreciate that. All credit to the speakers. They're linked in the description, folks. I highly encourage you, even if you disagree with them, it doesn't hurt. In fact, it's a good thing to at least understand their position, right? So even if you're opposing their position, you can at least know that you've understood it to the fullest extent if you check out their own content. This one from Kaik says, to pro-choicers, if artificial wombs become a viable and cheap, uh, I think they mean alternative, should abortion be outlawed since women can transfer the fetus and carry the pregnancy? That's ignorant. You can't just transfer a fetus into, I mean. I guess they're saying a hypothetical where you could. In the perfect world. I mean, I don't know. 
You never know. I I stand firm. Abortion should <laughs> still be legal. Let me see. I think where was there? I can't remember if I forgot one here. Sort of. Oh, this one from Gary Grant. Did we read this? They said the opposite of life is death. <laughs> Who could the opposition of pro-life be? Pro-choice. I think they're saying, how could the opposition of pro-life be pro-choice? Can you explain the pro-choice people? Well, I think um, I think that the often the pro-life position. Um, I'd say, like, with the exception of, of Kay and the movement, she's trying. She's part of like which I, I would like to see more of. It's generally it's pretty refreshing compared to the other uh, like pro-life people that I, I I tend to see and argue with. Um, I, I don't I don't I don't know that like I think it's kind of a misnomer that these people are, are they're they're pro I, I really do think that the kind of it's kind of the pro birth thing for a lot of these people you know whether they they whether that's a provocative a provocative way to frame it or not um that, or that's the feeling I get um sure sure they yeah they can call it anti-abortion yeah you got it let me see if there are any last questions otherwise we'll get in Gary Grant let me know if I got your question I think that was the one that I just asked I think I just caught caught up, so let me know if I didn't. And then with that, a couple of quick housekeeping things just to be sure as uh, they get back to me on whether or not I got theirs is, one, if you haven't yet, check out the Modern Day Debate podcast. It's ad-free, so no ads at all, and you can hear these debates within 24 hours of them being live. They're uploaded there. want to say thank you very much to our guests. It's a huge – we have a huge appreciation for you guys. Pardon, Ryan, my uh, little run-in with you earlier. I think that when you said, I think we got our lines crossed, where when I asked if you could tell me where you were going and you said no, I think you were saying no to something else. And I was taking it as you were, or I was like, wait, you're not, you won't even tell me where you're going? So I do want to say I apologize for that, Ryan. I didn't mean to I accept your apology, James. let my lid so fly off. But want to say, folks, really do encourage you to check out our guest links. Even if you disagree with them, there's a lot of value in understanding the opposite position, right? Because at least you understand it, right? Like if you authentically, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I have these presuppositions. This group or, you know, position has different presuppositions. You at least get it. So I do want to encourage you. All of our guests are linked in the description box, both here on YouTube and at the podcast. Look us up on your favorite podcast app right now. And when you listen... Find our guest links below. So one last thank you very much, Ashley, Ryan, and Kay. And hey, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for being with us tonight. Thank, thank you, you so Thanks. much. Yeah. It was so nice to meet you guys, by the way, Hake. I actually really did enjoy our conversation a lot. You're fun to talk to, and you're very respectful. I appreciate that. And Kay, you're super based in so many things. And James is always, you're just the man. Thank you so much for always being uh, open and willing to host all kinds of different things. And we appreciate you. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. Thanks, Thank everybody. you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. very much. We will be back. I'll be back in a moment of the post-credit show just to hang out with you folks in the live chat. So stick around. I'll be back in about 19.5 seconds. Thanks so much, folks. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.